Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. He's a Second Amendment attorney. He's an NRA certified firearms instructor. He's the gun guy. Guy Ralford on 93 WIPC. And welcome back to the Gun Guy Show here on 93 WIBC. By the way, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, we're glad you are, if you're listening over the air, or online at WIBC.com. We appreciate uh, your participation in whatever mode you happen to be using. But let's get into the the meat here of, uh, other than I love responding to our callers, but let's get into the discussion of what Joe Hawksett's proposing here in Marion County. And listen, if you just joined us, uh, or otherwise, let's let's revisit. Here's what Joe Hogs it says he wants to do on gun control here in Marion County. Raising the minimum age to purchase a firearm from 18 to 21. A complete ban on the sale of military-style guns, such as the AR-15 used in our most recent attack on IMPD officers. This package will end permitless carry policies opposed by law enforcement, as well as the concealed carry of handguns anywhere in Marion County. So let's, let's go through these. And, and here's where we need to start. Here's a foundational question that you would think the lawyers in the city county building would be focused on. And, and in fairness, there was a reference uh, to this, which I'll get into, in his news conference. But state law, specifically what we refer to as the Indiana Firearms Preemption Act. Okay, if you want to look this up, it's 35-47-11.1-2. Okay, written by Jim Toms, a great senator, uh, very pro-2A senator uh, down from the Evansville area, uh, over closer to, to Posey County, actually. And, and Jim Toms wrote this law and fought it through, and it wasn't easy. The Indiana Association of Cities and Towns came out and opposed it. There was a lot of negotiation, a lot of fights, very intense committee hearings. I was there. And we got it passed. What does it say? It says that, you know what, we have enough laws that regulate firearms at the state and federal level. What we don't need is units of local government, and we're talking about cities and towns and counties, and airport authorities, and housing authorities, and all these other little units of local government, each having their own regulations that somehow affect firearms, including the carrying, possession, purchase, transfer of firearms. And so the Preemption Act, first of all, it it says that political subdivisions, what are we talking about? If you look this up, again, 3547, 11.1-2. If you look it up, it says political subdivisions just may not regulate firearms, period. What's a political subdivision? It's a unit of local government. Think of it as the state. Here you go. you got the whole state of Indiana. And then within the state of Indiana, it's divided up into these other units of government at the local level, counties, cities, towns. 
And so political subdivisions, which are those local units of government, just says may not regulate firearms. Now, there are 13 exceptions, and that sounds like a lot, but it's really not. They're really very limited. For instance, one we call the Jimmy Ursay exception, kind of tongue-in-cheek, because during the negotiation over this statute during the debate in the legislature, Jimmy Ursay came out and said, hey, uh, you're talking about local government not being able to regulate carrying of firearms, and, and hey, I'm a pro-2A guy, but I don't really want guns at Colts games. And the city of Indianapolis at that time owned the RCA Dome and then later Lucas Oil Stadium. And so you can't, or we don't want you at least, to say that the city of Indianapolis can't prohibit firearms in a sports stadium. And so we, they created this exception to say, well, the organizer or promoter of an event on property or in a building leased from a political subdivision can prohibit firearms. Okay, one exception. That's why you can get required to go through a metal detector, get wanded, or go through the walkthrough metal detector when you go to a, a Colts game or a Pacer game. Because the Pacers and the Colts, as organizers or promoters of events on property leased from the city, can prohibit firearms. And, and there's a couple, you, they can prohibit uh, guns in a building that contains a courtroom. Okay. But outside these very limited exceptions, local governments just can't regulate firearms. And I can tell you, none of the exceptions even come close to applying to what Joe Hawks is talking about. So the preemption law says very specifically that Joe Hogsett's proposal is illegal. What does that mean? Does that mean somebody goes to jail? Well, no. The enforcement provision that's laid out right in the act, and I've used this because I've filed several of these lawsuits, over a dozen. It says that a, a local political subdivision like, oh, say, the city of Indianapolis that violates this act and, and, and regulates firearms can be sued by anyone adversely affected by that regulation. And they can recover liquidated damages of three times their attorney's fees plus their attorney's fees. So essentially four times your attorney's fees. So let's say Joe Hogsett passes all this stuff. And, and, and to be fair, he said in this news conference that in the event that the preemption law is overturned in the legislature or in the courts, then they'll proceed with these, with enforcing them. Well, what does that mean? There's no appetite. There's no movement whatsoever in the Republican-controlled, Republican supermajority in both houses in the Indiana General Assembly. There's no appetite. There's no movement. There's no momentum whatsoever to repeal this law, which is what it would take. You have to repeal it. Or somehow carve out exceptions that would let the city of Indianapolis do this. I see, I see zero chance of that happening anytime soon. But he also said if it's overturned in the courts, which could mean, and I don't know, I'm not a mind reader, and he didn't say, but what it could mean is that he intends to go ahead and pass this stuff, that is have the city county council pass it, and then litigate whether the preemption law is enforceable. Well, I've filed several of these lawsuits. I've taken it to the Court of Appeals. I've never seen a legitimate argument that it's not enforceable, that it's, what, unconstitutional? No. The state can preempt local law if it wants to. We have a lot of different examples of that in other areas, in other laws. But he may want to go past this stuff and then litigate whether it's enforceable. Hey, I'm all in. Let's go. Saddle up. Don't threaten me with a good time.
Because I'll tell you right now, Mayor Joe Hogsett passes this, the city county council does. At his instance, at his request, I'll be the one to file the lawsuit. I'll file it in my own name. I'm, I would be adversely affected because we'll talk about each of these policies in just a minute. If I can't conceal, I'm, I conceal carry every time I come to Indianapolis. I'm concealed carrying right now. Now, suddenly, city of Indianapolis says I can't do that. Boom, I'm adversely affected. I can file a lawsuit. I'll do it in the name of the 2A project, nonprofit organization. So the money goes to a good place to further fight for and enhance Second Amendment rights in Indiana. So I'll litigate it. You know, and then he's, oh, well, okay, we'll litigate it. You're going to lose in the trial court because it's clearly what he's talking about prohibited. So then we're going to go to the Court of Appeals. Well, we'll argue that it's, well, I don't know, unconstitutional. I can't even think of an argument to say that it is, but okay. They lose that. Well, now we're going to the Indiana Supreme Court. So we've got, what, one, two, three, four years of litigation going up to the Court of Appeals? Maybe you go back and forth a couple of times, go up to the Court of Appeals, get sent back, sent back down to the trial court. Happens all the time. So you got two, three, four years of litigation. What's that cost? They're going to multiply that times four. That's what the taxpayers of Marion County would be on the hook for. Because Joe Hoxett wants to pander to his base in an election year. But let's even talk about the specific proposals. We're going to raise the age to purchase a firearm from 18 to 21. Well, first of all, to purchase a handgun under federal law, you have to be 21 already. So federal law says that you can't buy a gun at a dealer unless you're 21. So city of Indianapolis has no say in that process. That's already the law. Could they say, well, even to buy a handgun from a private individual or any firearm from a private individual? Because right now in Indiana, someone 18 can, can buy a handgun from a private individual. Someone 18 can buy a long gun, shotgun, or a rifle in a gun store at 18. Can Joe Hoxett say, well, we're talking about private sales of handguns, since you already got to be 21 to, to buy a handgun in a gun store. And then we're talking about all long guns. In Marion County, you have to be 21. Well, how do they enforce that exactly? Can Marion County create a new crime? That is, if I sell a firearm to someone 19 years old, for instance, can Marion County put me in jail? No. Only the state and the federal authorities can create a new crime that puts me in jail. They can't create a new criminal law. So what can the city of Indianapolis do? I can pass an ordinance or create some new infraction that no, I'd be an ordinance. It's really what, how that would have to work. That would fine me or fine a gun shop if I sell a gun to someone under 21, they can't put me in jail. The city of Indianapolis can't do that. So they're going to find me. So what, this is going to cut down on crime? So let's say I'm, I'm a member of a gang, and I've got a bunch of guns that I want to sell to my fellow gang members. And a bunch of those gang members are under 21. And I don't care that I'm already a multi-time felon. I don't care that I'm going to transfer these guns knowing they're going to be used in a crime or specifically in a murder, which is already against the law in Indiana, by the way, that it's a crime for which you can go to prison. 
I don't I don't care about being as part of a, a conspiracy to commit murder. I'm suddenly going to stop and go, hold on. I could be fined by Mayor Joe Hogsett and the City County Council and the City of Indianapolis if I transfer this gun to somebody under 21. What? Is that going to stop? Oh, I, no, I'm not afraid of going to prison as part of conspiracy to commit murder, but I'm not going to transfer that gun because I could be fined by the city of Indianapolis. How ridiculously stupid is that? So what, you're going to inhibit business of gun shops in Indiana by fining them. Maybe you threaten their, threaten their zoning. They could, they could do this through zoning when it comes to businesses. How's it going to cut down on crime? We'll go through the rest of the proposals. But he's, first of all, he's talking about changing the law that to something that, in, with respect to handguns, which, by the way, for all the notoriety and all the hand waving about so-called assault weapons and rifles, handguns still are involved in something like ninety percent of murders across the country. That is with firearms, ninety plus. So. You're already going to be 21 to buy them. So what are we going to change here other than inhibiting the Second Amendment rights of law-abiding citizens? We'll get through the rest of these proposals here quickly. Come back for the last segment of the Gun Guy Show on 93 WIBC. Second to none on the Second Amendment. This is the Gun Guy with Guy Relford on 93 WIBC. And welcome back for what's going to be a little bit of a short segment, but that's all right. We're going to wrap up the discussion here on Joe Hogg's proposals. So let's keep going. We talked about raising the age. We're going to ban military-style assault weapons. Yeah, okay. We, we know, as a Democrat, he loves to demonize the most commonly owned rifles in America. Fine. We've seen that from politicians for a long time now. But what does that really mean? Again, he can't make it illegal. He can't put you in jail. He can't make it a crime. Is he going to fine people? Are you going to prevent gun stores from selling these? If I'm at a gun range and 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 and, and I am using that at, at a range, am I somehow going to be subject to a fine? And how is this going to affect criminals? Again, because you can't put anybody in jail. It's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. It's pandering to your base in an election year. But the one I really want to focus on is here, after a 10-year fight, we just had constitutional carry passed in Indiana at the state level in the General Assembly. Governor Holcomb signed into law for the entire state of Indiana. Yes, Joe Hogsett, including Marion County, says we have constitutional carry in Indiana. He says he's going to end constitutional carry policy. It's not a policy, Joe. Come on, you're a lawyer. I, I know. I practice law with you. We practice law together from 40 years ago to about 38 years ago. At a firm right here in downtown Indianapolis. We were young lawyers at the same time at the same law firm. He was U.S. attorney. He was the federal prosecutor responsible for the entire Southern District of Indiana. That's a high-level, important legal position. It's not a policy we're talking about here. It's a law. It's a state law. Couldn't the city of Indianapolis change state law? No, it doesn't work that way, Joe. State law can make local regulation by... The city of Indianapolis illegal, and they have when it comes to firearms. So it's not a policy. But he said, what, we're going to set that aside in the city of Indianapolis. 
You can't do that, Joe. It'll get you sued. It'll be me that sues you, and I'll win. But beyond that, he's not willing to stop there. He goes, we're going to end the concealed carry of handguns in Marion County. Well, first of all, are you really going to end it? Because I'll say it again. You can't create a new crime. So with a fine, you're going to prevent criminals from carrying concealed handguns in Marion County? So again, a criminal, I've got a concealed handgun. I'm a murderer. I'm a multi-time murderer. I'm a gang member. I'm a drug dealer. I'm on my way to commit a murder. It's my fifth murder. I don't care about the death penalty. I don't care about 60 years in prison. I've got a concealed handgun. I'm going to stop. I'm going to go, hold on. This is illegal. No, it's not even illegal. It's against a city ordinance, and I could get fined. I don't, I'm not afraid of the death penalty, but I'm afraid of Joe Hogg's it's fine. So I'm not going to carry my handgun. You know what this will do? If law-abiding citizens are concerned, the only people carrying handguns concealed in Marion County will be the criminals. That's what Joe Hogsett wants. In the meantime, that ends the show for this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you come back. This is Guy Relford.